welcome to the Comments and Musings podcast presented by Francis Lynch. Francis has been working in the social justice, leadership and community service spaces for over 25 years and he's still thinking about how to generate change and about what really matters. He may not always have an answer, but you might come across some questions that you didn't know that you needed. So listen on for another episode of the Comments and Musings podcast. I was surprised when I was reading the Australian Institute of Company Directors report recently. It was a report um, on not-for-profit governance and performance uh, in 2015. And the report was saying that um, one of the factors was 8% of boards in the not-for-profit sector have discussed winding up in the last year. Um, I was surprised by that. I know that there's been a lot of discussion around mergers over recent years, um, but um, that number, 8% of boards having discussed winding up in the last year, that was surprising to me. Um, The interesting thing too, uh, it did, look at the size of organisations. So um, it said that uh, it was more likely in smaller organisations. And a lot of the the discussion uh, around mergers has has been talking about smaller organisations and larger organisations and who was more likely. But but that was a little bit surprising. So that's what this uh, podcast is about. I think, um, why does this matter? uh, there's been a lot of discussion around, um, you know, are there too many uh, not-for-profit organisations in Australia? Um, and I think one of the most important things to think of is, is or to reflect on is, um, what's the mission of the organisation? Is the purpose and mission of the organisation still relevant? And that could be the reason why an organisation is actually um, discussing winding up is, you know, maybe they believe that uh, uh, their purpose is no longer relevant. Um, and uh, if that's the case, then, you know, that's a good decision because there certainly, um, there isn't a need for organisations to continue on if, if the, the purpose is no longer relevant. Um, there can be financial factors. So, you know, the financial viability of the organisation may become marginal or, or actually um, impossible. Um, uh, one of the factors when I was reading that report around uh, this was also that um, some organisations uh, were saying that um, the costs of merging were too high. Um, so it was actually financially more appropriate to um, close than to actually merge, um, given the financial situation of the organisation. So I suppose you know boards in that circumstance are, are really looking at um, you know, how can we use the resources we do have? How can we actually meet our mission? And um, in some cases, surprisingly, that may be to close. Um, one of the uh, factors, I suppose, that comes into this, particularly with smaller organisations, is, um, you know, how do they relate to the community that they are a part of? Uh, most smaller organisations are also locally um, sort of bound. So, you know, they work within a particular local area. Um, so their history and knowledge of the local area is really important um, in the way that they do their work. So closing uh, means that um, that local area may actually, um, you know, have a, have a different experience of service delivery in the future. 
um, the existing relationships that the organisation has um, with people in the community um, won't be the same. Look, some of those staff in the organisation may actually move on to another service provider, but um, you know, there's no guarantees around that. Certainly one of the things that many um, boards would be considering if they were to close is, you know, how will the community continue to be serviced if there is a need? As I was saying before, you know, perhaps the purpose of the organisation is no longer relevant. But if, the, if, if they are, if it is, then, you know, how will the community actually be serviced in the future? Um, look, I was, I've had a personal experience of this. I was um, on the board uh, of an organisation that um, uh, did decide to wind up. Um, it was a difficult process because um, the major reason for deciding to, to wind up was that the major funder had um, decided to stop providing uh, the money. And um, I felt a little bit alone on the board in that when that was clear, everybody else on the board was saying, um, okay, let's, let's shut up shop. Um, and I was sort of saying, well, you know, but the mission, the, the purpose of the organisation is still relevant. And, um, you know, perhaps there are ways that we can continue the purpose without... Uh, the resources that we've had in the past, you know, perhaps we can continue uh, in a in a smaller way, in a in a voluntary way, to actually um, work towards meeting the purpose of the organisation. Um, the other people on the board um, felt that that wasn't feasible, so um, you know, I, I accepted that, and we went through the process of closing the organisation. Um, that surprisingly, I hadn't been through that pr process before, but it was a long process. It actually took us uh, almost 18 months to really go through all of the processes of winding the organisation up. Um, quite a lot of that was achieved in the first six months, but there were still quite a number of activities that needed to be uh, done and um, processed uh, right through for another 12 months after that. So, you know, the decision to wind an organisation up is not necessarily the easy option. Uh, it can take quite a lot of work. Um, and uh, at that stage, certainly in my experience, we as the board were having to do quite a lot of that work after staff had left. So it wasn't necessarily an easy decision on the board itself. Um, so what, what happens with that? So that's, um, you know, there's some of the factors that... Um, can can influence the decision. Um, so so where from here? What happens in an organisation that's going uh, to to consider winding up? Um, I think really focusing on what does the community need uh, is so important in terms of being able to make that decision. You know, so it's not just about what's the best for staff or what's the best for the board, um, but actually what's what's right for the community in this decision. Um, and what are the, what's the meaning behind this decision for, um, you know, all the different people who are involved, the different stakeholders that are involved, and and what are the values that are being used in terms of making the decision, um, and uh, I think the the organisations um, uh, that are thinking about winding up, um, they really need to be looking at all of the the factors that are going 
on around them in the external environment. Certainly in the not-for-profit environment at the moment, there are so many things like the National Disability Insurance Scheme and the move to um, uh, client-focused funding in, in a range of other areas as well. So, you know, there might be new opportunities that are different to what the organisation was doing in the past. Um, and uh, that may be um, uh, influencing the decisions that a, an organisation makes in that it's going into a new, um, a new type of organisation, a new type of uh, way of, of delivering service and organising the service delivery. Um, it would be a pity if that was overly influencing the decision of an organisation as to whether or not um, they should continue into the future. So just some personal reflections and thinking around um, what's going on when an, when an organisation actually starts discussing winding up. Um, uh, there are so many factors that uh, influence this, you know, does this have any relevance or influence with uh, discussions around merging? Does it actually um, meet the needs of the community? You know, perhaps in some cases this is the right decision. In other cases it might be um, a sense of um, not knowing what the future holds and not being clear about uh, how effective the organisation can be in the future. This is, you know, I don't think there's any right or wrong. Each organisation is going to make their own decisions. Um, but, I, you know, as I said at the start, I was surprised at how many, 8% I thought was quite a high number. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what other people have experienced and, um, yeah, I'd love to have some more discussions with people around this if, if they're interested. Thanks for listening to the Comments and Musings podcast. There are show notes for each episode that you can get on the www.francislynch.me website. You can also connect with Francis on Twitter at underscore Francis Lynch, on LinkedIn, or via email at francislynch.me at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode as a podcast, then subscribe on your player and tell your friends. Thanks and join us again soon.